my library welcome back to another podcast episode i hope everyone is doing well i can't believe that thanksgiving is going to be this week i feel like this year has gone by so incredibly fast i am really excited to eat some good food though for thanksgiving um it's one of my favorite holidays such treasured memories growing up of just family and fun and playing with my cousins and my sister. It's just been great, but this year is the second time that we'll be away for Thanksgiving. We are not going back to Colorado for Thanksgiving this year. We didn't last year either, and last year we just had Thanksgiving like the two of us, and we made so much food but it was all really good but this year Will's parents are driving down um right now as I speak they are like in Texas right now I think um but yeah they'll they'll drive down here get here um within the next week and then we'll get to spend some nice time together but I'm looking forward to spending time with them we're planning on going to the beach and eating some good food that will make and doing some other things probably watching the new star wars show andor um that's been really good but yeah will makes amazing food and everyone is just so excited to try it when they come down so that'll be great for them to try but yeah it's nice to have a break my my kids the kids that I nanny aren't going on vacation so I'm having a little vacation and I won't have to work this week at all except for like next Friday but that's that's okay but yeah it'll be really good to have a have a break and just kind of chill and spend time with Will and his parents and I have been um, really looking forward to this little time off um, but yeah I have said I think in the last episode how much of a reading slump that I've been in and getting through books has been really tough I just haven't been like super in the mood to read or like anything that I'm reading right now I'm just like not really into but I literally have five books left of my reading goal and it hasn't helped that I have also like been writing a lot and also like this week in particular was a tough week and I will talk about that in a second but I have been working on some exciting stuff so that's taken a lot of my time but I haven't been super interested in like what I'm reading and I just start to scroll my phone and it's not a good cycle I've also had Okay, so the craziness of this week, like everybody in the world knows that the tickets for Taylor Swift's Eras tour went on sale this week. There was pre-sale, there was Capital One pre-sale, and then there was supposed to be the general sale. I, a few weeks ago when she first announced the tour, you could go on Ticketmaster and sign up to like qualify for pre-sale tickets so like you were a verified fan so that's what I did but it wasn't going to be like guaranteed that you would get a pre-sale code and you wouldn't find out until the day before pre-sale codes 
real pre-sale tickets went on sale. So I was just waiting and hoping on that. And then Monday night rolls around and everyone was getting their email saying that they'd been selected for pre-sale and I was waiting for mine and I finally got a pre-sale and I got my pre-sale code but it was for Denver not for Tampa and I did pick Denver but like as a third preferred option I picked like Tampa two nights like Friday Saturday and then I picked Denver and it gave me Denver presale. So that means like I couldn't get tickets for Tampa. I would have to wait until general sale to get if I wanted another ticket for Tampa. Um, so my sister was gonna do the Capital One presale, but I was like, hey, my presale code is gonna go to waste. That could have gone to somebody who wanted Denver presale but didn't get one. So how about you take my presale code? because she wanted to go with um, a friend and I was just willing to just let her have the code and then I would get the general sale ticket on Friday and then so Tuesday rolls around and it is insane there's people who are have like been you you get put in this queue online and then once you get through the queue then you put in your pre-sale code if it works then you get put in the waiting room and then you have to wait in the waiting room for who knows how long and then you get then it's like your turn so then you go pick your seats you check out you get your tickets but like Ticketmaster crashed it was horrible pre-sale tickets were paused the Capital One sale was moved to the next day and it was insane and I felt so bad for my sister and she was like at home from school struggling all day to get these tickets and she was like this this is just like the most stressful like day of my life I she thought that they weren't even gonna get tickets she was like checking out with tickets with seats everything and then the site crashed and it kicked her out and she had to join the queue again and it said, kept saying, like, oh, you have 2,000 plus people in front of you. And I was watching all these videos about it on the internet and, like, reading about it and, like, seeing it on the news. And I was like, this is insane. Well, I was hoping for general sale tickets to get me into a Taylor Swift concert, but they canceled general sale because they, Ticketmaster, ran out of tickets. And so, yeah, I am really sad that I don't get to go to a Taylor Swift concert. I have been in love with her since I was 11 years old and first saw her Fearless album at Walmart on a road trip. And we listened to it in the car the entire road trip from Colorado to Alabama. And then we found her debut album at like another Target or Walmart or something and I got that and ever since ever since then I've just been like a huge fan of hers and total Swifty and so I'm I'm pretty sad that I don't get to go but I am glad that my sister got tickets and that she gets to experience this 
and hopefully you know she'll take some good videos so but yeah that was a crazy week and that just kind of dampered my mood a lot and didn't feel like reading didn't feel like doing anything um but it's okay I'll be fine it, it'll be fine I keep telling myself like it's literally just a concert like it's not that deep but I don't know it's still maybe a little sad that I don't get to go but it's okay maybe she um will tour again but yeah okay so what I want to talk about today is um I wanted to share some books with you that would help you out of a reading slump help you out of a reading slump first though I'm going to share my current read before I forget which is um, Daisy Hates by Jessa Hastings. This is book two in the Magnolia Parks universe, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm almost done. I love Magnolia Parks. I love Daisy Hates in this universe. It is so good. It's like London gossip girl, just drama and like toxic relationships and with Daisy Hates there's like she's like in a in a gang like a crime gang lord's family like um her family like steals art and they're like arms dealers and whatnot so like it's all of that kind of like mafia vibes I guess um but yeah it's so good I love Daisy and I this series gets a lot of criticism because how kind of like ridiculous the drama is and how ridiculous the like toxic relationships are but they're really like I feel like they're meant to be that way and they're meant to kind of be like a little melodramatic and like very dramatic like very drama and because like for a reason it's just entertaining like, people love Gossip Girl. People love reality TV. That's all this is. That's, like, what it feels like. You're just watching, like, a reality TV about these, like, young 20-year-olds with too much money in London, and they just get to do whatever they want, and no one bats an eye at it. So, it's really good. I've been really enjoying it. So, anyway, this book has definitely helped me with my reading slump this whole series the first one is called magnolia parks and then you read this daisy hates next and then you read long way home which is magnolia parks like two basically book two but it's book three in the reading order it's supposed to be like a long series so i'll be i'll be pretty glad to have like a long series again to read but anyway so let's get into the episode books to help you with your reading slump a reading slump can be described as trying to read for hours sometimes but not being able to focus you may start multiple books but nothing can quite keep your intrigue this can last like a day this can last a week months even years sometimes but here's how to overcome it by fighting fire with fire Sometimes you fall into a book slump by reading a really good book series and nothing else you read kind of feels the same. You just miss the characters that you were in and 
I feel like this when I read, um, whenever I read like a Sarah J. Mass book, one of her series always gets me into a reading slump because I just love her books so much and nothing else really feels, makes me feel like how her books make me feel and it always just gets me into a slump because I just want more but I can't get more when I've read them all already but other times you get into a slump because a book is really bad and it just sucks the soul out of you and have you ever read that book where like you read it and you're like I just wasted how many hours reading this book what's the point and anything you read you're just done like you just can't focus on anything else I've definitely felt like that but fret not for I have your solution. Here are some short, fast reads to get you through, and I guarantee if you finish, we'll get you right out of that book slump, get you that other book, one more book read for whatever goals or that you're trying to get. So, okay, book one, The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren is a great one. So basically, we have Olive, and she's a twin sister. Her twin sister is always getting lucky. She wins giveaways, sweepstakes, like all sort of random competition, like bingo nights, trivia nights. She just seems to just be like a magnet to these wins. And she actually wins her honeymoon on a like sweepstakes whatever and so Olive who is one of her is her sister's maid of honor um she's kind of jealous about her sister in that way so at this wedding she actually is the only person besides the group the best man who doesn't eat the food at the buffet at that wedding that night and because of this, her and the groomsman, his name is Ethan, are asked to go on the honeymoon vacation that was set up for Olive's sister and her new husband instead of them because they're sick. They can't go, so Olive and Ethan go in their place. On this trip, they have to act like a new married couple when really they can't stand each other at all. It's so good. This book is like a really good enemies to lovers and forced like close proximity because they have to like share a room and that room obviously can only have one bed and they kind of have to like impersonate Olive's sister and husband because that's like who's supposed to be on this trip right now and so like they're kind of scamming, kind of being scammy, sneaky about it. But it was really cute, and I definitely recommend this. It's kind of split into two parts. Like, you have the honeymoon trip part, and then you have, like, what comes after the honeymoon. That part was a little, like, broken up to me. I feel like it would have just been really good if it was just the honeymoon part. But I still really enjoyed the last part of the book, and it does tie up nicely. And I really did like it. And Christina Lauren are very good authors, so you just have to trust them. The next book I recommend 
is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. If you are in a reading slump, pick up an Emily Henry book. They are just amazing. There's just something that Emily Henry puts in the pages of her books that just make you addicted to them. I just don't understand. They're so good. They're so easy to read. And yeah, um, so Book Lovers is about Nora, who's basically like the evil New York corporate girlfriend that gets broken up with for for the daughter of the Christmas tree farm in a Hallmark movie. You know what I mean? Nora is a literary agent. She really enjoys her life. She's kind of cold. Um, she's not very welcoming. She's just who she is, and she's fine with who she is. She loves her life. And then Charlie is an editor, and they are work rivals. They've had a bit of issues in the past. Um, they aren't huge fans of each other. They'll work together if they have to, but they don't really vibe that well together. Um, Nora's sister begs her to come on this small town vacation summer trip for um, bonding time for them too. And so they go, Nora reluctantly goes, but she brings all of her work with her. And while they're there, Nora runs into Charlie, who happens to be from this small town, and he's there visiting his parents. They are instantly drawn to one another, and they each try to save the town library together. Like, there's a whole thing with the town library. Um, they have such amazing chemistry. The banter between these characters is so natural and funny. It really feels like you're having like a conversation with these two people and I I would just like remember like laughing out loud at some of the things that they would say like it was so witty and clever and I have a hard time thinking that up for myself it just amazes me that Emily Henry was able to like think of like witty things to say and then like a witty remark for the other character to like say back I just I don't know if I could do that but that it was so funny and just so natural and good anyways so it's rivals to lovers but their rivalry isn't that big of a deal it's just like they had one bad conversation that kind of rubbed them the wrong way but then they like were able to get it over get over it pretty quickly um but this like small town little romance book will really capture your heart it's so good Okay, the next book is Love and Olives by Jenna Evans Welch. This is about a young girl named Liv. Her father fled to Greece when she was eight. She hasn't heard from him since. All the memories that she has with him has been their shared interest of the lost city of Atlantis. Her father reaches out when she's, I think she's 16 in the book, to come help her help him film a National Geographic documentary all the way in Greece so she agrees she spends the summer in Greece and she's getting reacquainted with her father and she starts falling for a local boy who's helping them out 
And this is just such a summary and easy read. I love the setting of this book. The author did a great job of making you feel like you are there running around with Liv and her father as they get to know each other again. And it is such like a warm, wholesome story of Liv kind of rediscovering her love for books and for the last the lost city of Atlantis which she you know grew up thinking like well it's just dumb anyways because of the way her father left her but now she has this like real opportunity and it's just great she gets this like whimsical her whimsy self back and it's cool to see it's a cool coming of age story so I definitely recommend that the next book is Since You've Been Gone by Morgan Matson. I love Morgan Matson. Almost everything she's written, I've loved. There's been one book that I haven't loved so much as the others, but it's one out of however many she's written that I've read. So, um, yeah, this book is such a fun read, too. Emily is gearing up for an epic summer with her best friend Sloane. Sloane is the wild child. She is adventurous and a little bit rebellious, um, and Emily is the exact opposite. opposite. She's timid and more reserved, not as spontaneous as Sloane is, but Sloane has pushed Emily out of her comfort zone and made her do some adventurous things by her side. So she's looking forward to the summer with Sloane as she comes out of her shell more and starts doing more things that she wouldn't normally do. But right before summer starts, Sloane disappears and leaves behind a list of 13 things for Emily to do this summer while she's gone. They all require Emily to get out of her comfort zone, which she's never really done by herself before. And with the help of a cute boy, she wonders if this list can help bring Sloane back or tell her where Sloane went. I really enjoyed this book. I know others will really enjoy it too. I relate to Emily a lot. Kind of I relate to both. I feel like when I was really young, I related to Sloane and I was kind of more like a spontaneous and adventurous and I would definitely like drag my best friend into everything and then when we got older our like personality personalities kind of switched and I became really timid and shy and soft-spoken and she was more of the like oh come on Brittany let's just do it and she would push me out of my comfort zone and make me do things that I never would have done by myself. Um, but I love this story. She just like is running around town trying to complete these things off of her list. And this boy is helping her and she really likes him and he really likes her. But she's like dead set on trying to find her friend. And she's looking back on like the, all the memories that they had before and kind of like right leading up to when summer uh, started seeing like if she can remember any instances where Sloane might have mentioned something about like being away but yeah it's kind of just like a big summer scavenger hunt and I really enjoyed it 
The next one is also similar. Um, it is called The Summer of Broken Rules by K.A. Walther. This is like a perfect, quick, cute read that will have you like aching for the summertime. This book is about Meredith, who is going to her cousin's wedding in Martha's Vineyard. They are spending the whole week there leading up to the wedding. She and her sister grew up going there to visit her grandparents and to have like a, a, a yearly family reunion vacation. Um, her grandparents live on Martha's Vineyard and every summer their entire family would play a big game of assassin. But this is the first summer going up since her sister passed away. It's really difficult um, for her to go up there and be there without her when all of these special memories aren't there anymore. And she decides that in this year's game of assassin, she's going to try to win in her sister's honor because her sister was the queen of assassin. And okay, so basically, if you don't know what assassin is, it's a game where everyone gets a name and they all have to assassinate the person that they got on their paper. So the book in the book they use water guns so there are like certain rules that they have like you can only get someone if they're outside and you can only like the game is only active during the daytime like once the sun sets that means the game is paused for the night and once you get your person you take their target and then you get that tar that person's target and so it just goes on and on and on until somebody gets you or you win eventually you just keep going until like eventually you'll end up with one person and then that person will have you and so it's just yeah it sounds really fun I would love to play but basically in this game during this week of the wedding she is just trying to like grieve her sister and help her friends that she doesn't really talk to anymore um like win assassin and she's trying to like be okay with her cousin because her cousin was there when her sister died and she hasn't really spoken to her cousin since then but since it's her wedding and she's getting married she's trying to be there for her in the best way that she can so she's playing and trying to win for her sister. She meets the the groom's half-brother, I think he is, and they start having like their own kind of little romance and they kind of buddy up and help each other with each other's like persons. And it's just a a great like fun read with this like underlying game of assassin like total just war breaking out during this like cute wedding week and I thought like it just made the plot so fun and it made it have like another layer like every time they were outside and they're having like this serious conversation I was like okay like move it along there's like somebody's gonna get you while you're out here and you're like left on your toes because you don't know what's gonna happen but yeah it is so good this one will definitely definitely get you out of your slump the next one is dial a for aunties by jesse q 
uh, Stitanto. This is a cozy mystery. So basically what a cozy mystery is, is like there's a murder in it, but the book is like humorous and lighthearted and like there's romance and just kind of like chaos involved, kind of like how Finley Donovan was. But this book is about a woman named Medi and she works with her aunties and her mother and they have a wedding business. So Medi takes the photos for the weddings. One of her aunties does the flowers. One of them does the cake. One of them does like the venue. And I think maybe one does like a seamstress, like kind of makes the cake or whatever. They are very popular within the Chinese Indonesian community because they are also Chinese Indonesian. But basically, um, Medi's aunties set her up on a date, which goes horrible, and she accidentally kills her date. Well, they have a wedding the next day that over 2,000 people are going to attend, and now Medi and her aunties have to figure out what to do with this man that she accidentally killed, but they can't do much about it because nothing can go wrong with this wedding. This is like their highest paying wedding that they've ever had and it's just so funny and ridiculous and the aunties are so funny this was a great read but I don't recommend the sequel to this book which is um what's it called like a bride for the aunties or something like that I I didn't enjoy it very much I haven't heard good things about it um some you know it's a classic case of the standalone was so popular that the author publishing team whoever tries to suck one more out of the same characters and it just doesn't end up working um oh i think it's called four aunties in a wedding and it just didn't work didn't work out which you know it's fine but the first book is really good and i think i'm just gonna keep it the one book and i don't want to taint my feelings about the first one by reading the second one so anyway um but that's what that is the next book is the spanish love deception by elena armas so we have um catalina and she needs a date for her sister's wedding she catalina lives in new york but her whole family is, lives in spain and she told her family that she has a boyfriend but she doesn't have a boyfriend she needs to find someone willing to go to her sister's wedding pretending to be her boyfriend she doesn't know how that's gonna happen well her co-worker Aaron Blackford overhears this conversation that Lena has and he volunteers himself to be her fake boyfriend and he kind of needs a fake girlfriend for a night so they kind of you know it's that whole we well we have to use each other kind of for this thing so we'll just pretend to pretend to date each other but anyways they go to spain together and everyone thinks they're the cutest couple even though um lena doesn't like Aaron at all like they had a weird interaction the first day that he was working at their job and he like wasn't very nice to her and she just was totally turned off by it but like 
I think Aaron really liked her and just didn't know how to like express himself well anyways that's my opinion but I yeah you you read it and she's like it's just kind of chaotic but she's like really attracted to Aaron it's said multiple times in the story how his piercing blue eyes were just like top-notch you know um everyone loved the piercing blue eyes and so she goes her family is like oh you finally have a boyfriend and he's so handsome oh my goodness and he really likes you wow and she's like oh well you know just me or whatever and uh yeah so like it's kind of it's fake dating rivals enemies not really enemies to lovers and also close close force proximity because they have to share a room and act like they're actually dating so they share a room and it's awkward but it's so good i really love this book there's a lot of criticism about this book but i really liked it i thought it was so cute it was a little long but it was cute um, the next book is Never Never by Brianna R. Shroom. This is an origin story about Captain Hook and Peter Pan. It is a light fantasy novel. It's young adult. Basically, it just shows like a version of how Captain Hook got to Neverland and kind of what happened in Neverland and how he became... Peter Pan's nemesis and a pirate and all of that stuff so like James Hook was just a normal boy and um he was kind of an orphan and Peter Pan took him in and he became a lost boy and then the the original tale in Peter Pan is that once the lost boys because Peter Pan is the only boy who doesn't grow up, but the other, his lost boys grow up. So the tale is once the lost boys get old, uh, like older, older than Peter, Peter kills them and gets new lost boys. So once, like, James overhears this and kind of figures out what's going on, he's, like, really disturbed by it. And he runs away and then they have like you know their spats and whatever and James tries to help the lost boys but they don't really understand anyways it's really good I really enjoyed it I love Peter Pan and I love Peter Pan retellings and this one was great oh my gosh I could do a whole episode on Peter Pan retellings and which ones to read because I've read so many and so many good ones. Oh, I should have talked about the one that I'm thinking of next time. Next time I will. But yeah, Never Never was so good. And Peter Pan is just a great fairy tale. I love it. And then, okay, so the last one that I'm going to talk about today is a series. But don't worry, it's a small series and it's a quick read. It is The Samurai Turns Pretty by Jenny Han. Jenny Han. Um, so if you haven't seen the TV show, haven't read the books, then I definitely recommend. Even if you have seen the TV show and have not read the books, just know that 
it's not accurate like the show is really good but it's not accurate to what happens in the first book at all most of those characters aren't even in the book the debutante whole thing doesn't exist in the books that's totally new and so don't like go in there expecting like picture to paper go in there saying like oh what is this new story with the same characters and the same like overarching plot so just fair warning but basically belly and her brother have been going to cousin's beach their whole lives and while they're there they stay with their mom's best friend and her two sons conrad and jeremiah which belly has had a crush on conrad for her entire life she has in love with conrad but during this specific trip that she's on this summer she quote unquote turned pretty um jeremiah and conrad kind of were like whoa belly's like looking nice these days and thus begins a whole love triangle if you will of belly and jeremiah and belly and conrad and everyone just kind of not really knowing what to do um belly really likes conrad she has her whole life but then jeremiah's showing an interest in her and he really likes her back but she's just not sure she's kind of torn on what to do the whole series is really good and i definitely recommend these each book is like 200 pages so they're so short and they're just like quick easy to read fun for the summertime and the like little dramas that they have are just like fun to read about um but yeah that is all the book slump recommendations that i have for you today thank you so much for listening you can follow my instagram tiktok on at britney's library same as my spotify username and thanks for coming to my library i will talk to you guys next week Bye.